Hi, it's Sarah. And Kate, and welcome back to the Ain't No Shame podcast. Um, so today we're going to talk about anxiety and overcoming it and just Sarah and I's experiences with it. This is an important topic for a lot of reasons. We've kind of touched on some of these ideas before. In past episodes. Yeah, yeah in like past episodes and such, and I'm sure these themes will kind of reoccur through other episodes, but um, a little bit of research, according to Anxiety Depression, Anxiety and Depression Association of America, um, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness, and it affects about 40 million people that are 18 and up, so it's a pretty big deal, and it's even more prevalent than that, as in the fact that, like, not everybody has, like, a strict, like, strictly a disorder mm-hmm. of anxiety, like, people have anxiety different ways. Yeah, so we wanted to jump into it because I feel like almost everyone that's listening has probably experienced in some part of their life some form of anxiety. Um, Some people it's daily and constant, and some people it's every once in a while. But I think talking about overcoming it in general can apply to anyone, so. Yeah, and I think especially right now with the quarantine situation and, like, the global pandemic that... I know a lot of people have had a lot of anxiety about either their own health or other people's health or just, you know, the state of the country or the state of the world even. And I know that it's brought up a lot of anxieties for people. So we just kind of wanted to open up about our own experiences and you are not alone. (laughs) Yeah. And things just to apply to your life that. Yeah. Even if you don't have anxiety, if you just have like stress of things, it can help with so. Yeah, and and like we said, like you don't have to have an anxiety disorder to feel anxiety or feel anxious. Um, you it could be about, you know, just one certain area of your life at the moment, or you know, a certain there's a certain thing in your life that gives you anxiety. Mm-hmm. But it could be different things. So we're gonna jump into it. So, um, there is like the difference between anxiety and stress. We like we're looking it up and anxiety is described as like the persistent excessive worrying about something so it's when when it's like stressing you out but a lot over Mm -hmm. a long time yeah you're thinking of it the day before a night after yeah just Just, like more constantly on your mind when it doesn't need to be yeah exactly and so we were gonna kind of talk about what our anxiety looked like so kind of starting back in high school because that's that's when I first started experiencing anxiety was in high school Mm mm-hmm so, I don't know about you. Mine, I feel like almost my whole life, but I just feel like middle school and high school is probably the worst, for sure. Yeah. So, for me, when I moved here, I actually had a really difficult time transi- like having that transition. Because, as you guys know from like the last episode, I didn't grow up in Oregon. I grew up in Hawaii. And so, when I moved here, it was really difficult and I had moved to a new school and everything was different like the whole like the social dynamic was different like the cultural dynamic was different I wasn't used to anything I wasn't with my mom or like my my toddler sister at the time was still back in Hawaii so my whole life had kind of changed and it was really hard for me to make that like adjustment in my life and because it was it was the biggest change of my of my Mm -hmm. life like to this day like was moving here a big event yeah very big and um I like I'd never really been bullied until freshman year like I started getting a little bit bullied by this one girl at my high school when I started in Hawaii and then I was bullied here and it was actually kind of funny there was a girl 
in high school at Westland High when I started there freshman year who I, she was bullying me for being too skinny. <laughs> and I was just like people will find anything. She like she legit like she was friends with the the like boy I was quote unquote dating, you know, like d- dating for as much as you can when you're 13. Mm-hmm. But she I was like sitting with him and she was friends with him and we're all like sitting at lunch in our little circle and she like looked at me and was like you're so skinny. And, like, reached out and, like, literally was, like, grabbing at, like, the skin on my stomach. And, like, grab, like, literally, literally yeah. grab. No regard to personal space. No. And I was just, what are you doing? And eventually, like, we left, but she, she was, like, doing stuff like that. I'm like, what the hell? But, like, I never experienced that until I, like, really hit high school. So, would you say your anxiety formed around being bullying or feeling left no, out? No, it just, it, that just kind of added on top of the whole, like, I was already so stressed out from moving here. And mm-hmm. then, like. I just felt like I didn't belong, especially when, like, that was happening so early on. And I already had, like, a really, um, like, bad image of my body in high school. Which, if anyone's seen pictures of me from freshman year, I was skin and bone. Like, I was so small. I was 94 pounds and the same height that I am today. So, like, I weighed 30 pounds, well, more than 30 pounds less than I do now. So I was like absolutely nothing. Pretty small. So yeah, and I'm I'm not like a big person at all. Like, um, but I was like just nothing. And so I and even then I had like a really bad image of my body. Like I thought I was fat. Like I didn't think I was like skinny. I was like I like I need to be smaller. Like I had just like that worry my brain all the time. And then with all of the stress of moving here and and just having to change everything and. I had no, I didn't understand how people interacted here because it was so different. Um, I became anorexic. So I was anorexic almost like all of my freshman year. And I had really bad like depression and anxiety. And I actually like ended up going to like the doctor and getting to like getting diagnosed with depression and like an anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up I started therapy for that. I actually, not a whole lot of people know this, and this is kind of deep, so, like, I just, you know, if anybody is really affected by their depression or anxiety, just, like, a warning a for warning, this episode. Yeah. Um, But I, like, there was a point in, like, my high school time that I was, like, suicidal. And it was, like, the most awful time. Like, I just felt terrible all the time. Like, I just, like, was really hard to go through and I just felt like nobody understands and like nobody gets it and like why do I feel like this and that's when I was like struggling with my religion too because I'm like you know if like if like why is this God's plan for me like if he loved me like why would he let me feel like this like why would this happen Mm -hmm. and there's so much to dive into with this I feel like we could do a whole episode on body image oh yeah but based on from that like what you said and like the mental state you're in um, what type of things, like, you were overthinking about your body image, and then leaving, and then, <laughs> the my, dog. The dog is whining. <laughs> she just wants some attention. I think she wants it out. <laughs> you want out, Heidi? I'm gonna let her out while you're, while you're finishing that thought. <laughs> I just wanted to, like, because I think it helps a lot of people to talk about how we were feeling, and exactly what was running through our heads but yeah if you wanted to explain 
where your anxiety you've explained like your situation and how yeah. that was and then how that formed into anxiety and overthinking and not just it being yeah. a thing in your life but consuming your life so then it like consumed it all the time because I was just like constantly worried about like how people saw me and like the fact that like I didn't have like any close friendships and just like I don't know like it was just like I just and it was mostly the depression but like I had like these like wild like I would have these like wild thoughts and like just like images like flash over like my vision sometimes like because it was just my thoughts like taking over all the time and like I could never focus and I guess that was like I should have realized then too that that was my ADHD but mm-hmm. I didn't get diagnosed with that till a couple months ago but like I don't know like it just kind of would cloud like my vision of like who I could trust and like who could like who like who I should be friends with and who I should hang out with and even now like my anxiety about like letting people in like because I have big trust issues and so that's where my anxiety is today and it just kind of has built from that I've definitely like gotten better at dealing with it and I don't have an anxiety disorder anymore like that was just then but which also, if you have an anxiety disorder or you know anybody who does, like, it doesn't mean it's forever. Like, it's just for the time being. You've had those symptoms for two weeks, um, and that's how you get diagnosed with it. And then if it persists, it persists. If not, like, that's wonderful. I want to say with anxiety, sometimes it feels like it's the biggest part of your life in that moment. Like, when you're going through it, yeah, it feels like that is consuming you and that's all you can think about and there's nothing else that you aren't enjoying because it's constantly it's, on your it's mind. It's constantly. You're just always, like, feeling like that and you're just always thinking about it. And so I guess I'll explain kind of how I felt and then, like, yeah. where I went from there. But so towards the end of middle school and then into high school, kind of my whole life, I've kind of had this mindset of not being good enough and just wanting to make everyone better than me. Like, I always put everyone above myself. And so mm-hmm. that's where my anxiety formed from, was letting people down. And... I didn't even realize that, but I experienced the same thing, too. Like, I just always felt like... Except, but for me, like, I just, like, felt like nothing I did was good enough. Like, yeah. I couldn't... Like, I never met people's expectations. No, I was never good enough. Exactly. I ne- never, nothing I did was good enough. Exactly. Nothing that I did, I felt, was good enough. And I put such a weight on... The people around me like I care for them so much and I love them so much and so it was constantly for a couple years like every night just thinking about and retracing everything I did that day like I would recall every conversation it would be if I said like hi to someone that I hadn't said hi to I'd be like what, what was going through their mind when I said hi do they think I'm weird because I said hi did it affect their day do they like like I would think about every little thing every night and it's like my I couldn't sleep because like my mind just wouldn't shut off and going to school like you might not like notice from an outside view but walking down the hall like and I would like clench my backpack and just think about like what is everyone else thinking about me as I'm just walking down the hall Mm -hmm. like and the thing is nobody is thinking about you everyone is thinking about themselves but in my mind I was just overthinking about everyone and it wasn't coming from a place of like I care about my image but it's because I didn't want like my life to affect other people's in a negative way yeah so I was constantly thinking like is what I'm doing like hurting someone else 
even though everything I was doing was like normal and like from a loving place, it was constantly me overthinking every little thing I did and just like in such like a bad way that wasn't great for my mental health no yeah and like when you just overthink those things all the time so for me if when when we talked about like the like nothing you do being good enough like if I didn't get like a good grade on something I worked really hard on or if like I let my dad down because I didn't do something or I did something and it wasn't to his standard I would just like beat myself up over that and then I would just be like like it's not worth it it's not worth my time nothing I do is good enough I'm never going to be good enough for anybody mm-hmm. no- nothing I do is like worth it clearly nobody sees my effort because people would be like you know you just need to work harder or like you should have studied harder or you know, you need to focus more, and I, and I would feel like I was doing everything I possibly could, and then I would just be told that it wasn't enough, and I should have done more when I was doing everything I could, and it just made me, like, not want to try, because I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what, I am trying, and people don't think I am, so why, why would I even try? People already don't think I am, so why, why even try anymore? You're just confirming your own thoughts, and that's where it gets, into an unhealthy state it's me not only overthinking what I was saying but then like laying in bed and saying you're not good enough you're stupid like I can't believe that you said that you said that like thinking about every little thing and it got to such like a bad place where I wanted to like say something super nice about my friend like compliment them and I would overthink and stop myself from saying something nice to someone because I was worried about how they're gonna take it and you should never let like that affect you being a loving person towards people and it was just constant like that and you touched on it with religion but that's something that helped me was knowing that god loves you no matter what so if i couldn't love myself at least i knew that that was there and it took me a long time this goes hand in hand with loving yourself because i was so hard on myself like, 24-7. Oh, my gosh. I didn't... I don't think I came to a place where I, like, started actually, like, loving myself until I got to college. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working on it. Like, I, oh, all of course. Of, all these topics we talk on, like, we're not they're perfect still, people. They're still, they're still prevalent in our lives today, just mm-hmm. not as much. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good thing, because I was in a very, like, deep hole. Mm-hmm. And this is just talking about how it interferes with your life in that moment is... Yeah. I mean, I touched on it, like, stopping yourself from saying something nice or even this forming into being a people pleaser and putting your own things aside just to always, like, do what everyone else wants. Yeah, so for me, instead of, like, so I definitely had a big problem with being a people pleaser today. If you know me now, like, I definitely just, I speak my mind and I really, like, I do try and think about it, but I also don't care because... I, I try and form my words so that it's not in a rude way or anything like that. But when it comes to my opinions, I definitely value them a lot more. And I value, like, my my thoughts a lot more now. But in the past, instead of, like, me being a people pleaser in a sense for you, it was, like, what it sounds like is you trying to make sure that everyone else is taken care of. Exactly. For me, I was so worried about the way that people saw me and, like... It was the exact opposite. Like, I was so worried about the way that people saw me and and if people were... Like, I just felt like people were constantly judging me. Yeah. 
So when people wanted me to do things or would ask me to do things, I almost always said yes. And it got me in, it ended up getting me in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Like I ended up doing a lot of things and that I That regret, you weren't okay with. But and yeah. that I wasn't actually okay with. Yeah. And I actually didn't want to do, but I did it anyways. And I, it makes me so sad to think that like the girl back then felt like she didn't want these things to happen. She didn't want to do these things. But she did them anyways because other people wanted her to. And I wish I could go back and, like, you know, tell myself, like, you are so much stronger and you deserve so much more. You do not have to go through with this. Like, you you are worth more than what you think. Exactly. And, like, I wish I could tell myself that back then because it's so sad to think that, like, that girl felt that way. And, like, I didn't respect, like, my opinions or my thoughts because I felt like other people didn't. So I was like, why should I? Yeah. And so my note on this is being okay with your decisions. Yeah. Knowing that your like opinion is valid. And what comes from that is that people will still end up being happy. And that mindset, you're always thinking, oh, people are going to be mad at me if I make this decision mm-hmm. or um, not want to be friends with me. But yeah. they'll end up being happy. And if they're not, they're not supposed to be in your life. Exactly. So. That's you don't place, need to be so hard on yourself. and Yeah, and because you and I are both very hard on ourselves. And it sounds like you used to be, like, extremely hard on yourself, just like I was. And I, today, I've talked a lot about this with some people, but today my mentality, it's like, I'm going to do what my gut tells me is best for me. And if the other people around me don't see that and don't understand that or respect that, then they can leave they don't need to be in my life because I Mm -hmm. want to surround my myself with people who are going to help me grow Mm -hmm. and want to support that and so that comes with like I used to make I used to pick the worst friends and I feel like now the people that I am invited into my life are such amazing people who not only are helping me grow but I can help them grow and it's it's never like one person is giving more to the other and it's, it feels like it's very equal. Like, n- like, no one is taking from the other person. Like, everyone's giving back to each other yeah. in a sense of, like, em- like, emotionally. And I always was just, like, giving my everything to everybody all the time. And I never, like, let myself accept anything. Or I wouldn't put people in my life where I could gain anything from them because I didn't feel like I deserved that. Yeah. But now I know, like, you know, I deserve... I I posted something like this on my Instagram story and I have like a little highlights of like good, it's called like good vibes or something and they're they're all like affirmations and it's like, it said you deserve the love that you give. So like the love that you give out, you deserve that amount back Mm -hmm. and I didn't learn that until like a year or two ago. That's exactly the place that I like was in was I wanted to love so much and make everyone happy but I didn't want that for myself yeah and also it's such a shitty feeling it is and I want to say if your anxiety forms from having bad people around you or like parents telling you who you are or just any like toxic person in your life telling you who you are and you know you're not like that and that's what your anxiety is forming from do not listen to them and if you can, don't keep them in your life. Yeah, trust yourself. And if it's a person, like like a family member, sometimes you just have to stand up to them and tell them, like, this is how I'm feeling. 
and then and this is who I am and I don't want to feel like this anymore and how you're how you're saying these things or what you're doing isn't helping and it it makes me feel this way and opening up because I had to say that to my dad a bunch and when I first told my dad I wanted to be a teacher I will never forget this we were in the truck driving down the road about to turn towards our house and I told him and he literally said like now if you talk to my dad about it or or anything like that he'd be so supportive and he's like you know, yeah, she's amazing at it and she's going to be, you know, a great person um, in that field because I'm going into that area. But back then I remember I told my dad and he goes, I am not going to have a daughter who's going to be a teacher. That is what he said. And, but I knew that's what I wanted. He wanted me to be a, um, a pharmacist because I was good at chem. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to spend my entire life because when I'm an adult, like when you're working, that's going to be the majority of my time spent is at work of, you know, my, of my week is going to be at work. And if you don't have a passion for something, eventually it's going to show. Eventually it's going to show, like it's going to show in, in either your job and you're going to start performing worse. Yeah. The quality of your work. You're going to, it's going to start affecting you at home a lot and you're not going to be able to enjoy your time out of the place that you don't want to be. And you're just going to like always be unhappy. And so I was so proud of myself for being like, no, this is what I want. I am not going to, um, like, just do what you want me to do because that's what you want. Like, I know I'm not going to be happy with that. But just, I don't even remember what my point was. But <laughs> Standing so many, up and knowing that. Just like, yeah, just like being yourself. Like, and, and telling your parents or, or if it's somebody in your life that's very important to you, but you aren't getting along on that level where they're telling you, like, who you are, like, Sometimes you need to just put your foot down, especially when it comes to, like, who you are. Because you can't change that. Mm-hmm. Like, like the only, well, the only person who can is you. But if it's really who you are deep down, like, you have to put your foot down because... And not be another person. And not be mean. another person, yeah. Like, you be yourself. You're going to be so much happier. And it took, a, like, it took a long time for me to know that because with the fact that I just would do whatever other people wanted. Yeah, exactly. And then also I just want to touch on worrying and overthinking can interfere with your life so much and I did let it and it caused me not to actually be in the moment a lot of the time because my head was either in the past or worried about what I was going to see in the future um yeah it was never in the actual moment but I kind of touched on this but if you know what you're saying is coming from a genuine place of love just say it that's all you can do that's all you can do is just say yeah and how the other person receives it is up to them. But if you know in your heart, like, that it's genuine, then you should never, like, overthink that. Yeah. I, so my, like, anxiety, well, it used to, but, like, it used to affect me with people and stuff when I would talk with people because I wouldn't, or I guess when I had, like, depression, like, I just didn't want to be around anybody. Like, I didn't feel like anybody wanted to talk to me or... Um, I just always wanted to like seclude myself and that was like obviously like so unhealthy and it just because I just always felt like oh well, if I talk to people like I'm just gonna let them down so I'm just not gonna talk to anybody and I'm just gonna like sit in my room by myself and like pout basically which now I'm like if I if I find myself doing that I'm like I'm not gonna do this like I'm gonna find a way to make me not think about this or be happy like like yesterday and it's, it's something that I'm dealing with, um, right now, but, like, yesterday, I got in a mood, 
where, and it just, it kind of happens sometimes and it's something I'm working on in my therapy, but where I just feel, I feel sad and or angry like at the same time. And I don't know why, like it's just out of nowhere and I have no idea why I feel that way. And then all I want to do is just like lay in my bed and do nothing. But I have to, like, I remind myself, like last night I reminded myself, this isn't good for you. You need to like do something else because it's hard when I don't know if other people experience this but when you feel like those high energy emotions for seemingly no reason because if I can't identify what made me upset I I can't fix it because there wasn't a problem in the first place it just came out of nowhere and so like I just hit up one of my friends and was like hey do you want to go on a walk with me um like I'm I'm in kind of a bad mood right now like and I want to get out of it And so, like, they came and we went on a walk and stuff and I felt a lot better because I was able to get my mind off of it. So that's one of the things I try to tell, like, my friends when they're dealing with stuff like that is, like, if you notice you're in a bad mood um, and you can identify that, you can do something else to, to help pull you out of that. So, like, if you are able to identify that you are in a bad mood and that you should change it, you have the the strength to change it. And and to for me it's it's calling one of my friends and saying, Hey, can we go do something? Um, I'm in a bad mood, I'd like to change it or I'm not feeling great. Like I wanna I wanna feel better and I think if hanging out with you will help. For me that's what it is. For other people it might be something else, but Yeah. It's understanding that you have control of your emotions. Yes. So I knew that I was in an unhealthy place of like every night just spending so much time doing this and it's like reminding yourself of how you're viewing yourself right now is not okay and then what I had to do was that time that I knew I would be spending thinking doing things to get my mind off of it yep so whether it was like reading or just constantly surrounding myself around people so I wasn't giving myself that time to think or like organizing something it was constantly just I needed to take, not allow myself the time to just lay there and think. Laying in bed till one o'clock in the morning, just overthinking everything I said that day was not going to solve anything. Well, and it doesn't help your sleep either. And you need, you need good sleep to, to be healthy, not only physically, but mentally. And, you and need so a, if you're spending that time like overthinking at night, you're not going to, you're not going to get good sleep. And then you're going to overthink that and you're going to just feel like shit the next day. Yeah. And you need to end the day. I always, my thing now is ending the day on a good note. Yesterday, I had a ton of schoolwork and was super overwhelmed all day. And I could have just fallen asleep at the end of the day. But you have to check in with yourself and, like, just find that time at the little bit end of the day to let go of the anxiety of what that day brought. Or if it's about the future. I Do something that makes you feel good. Yeah, and I touched on this on another one. If it's about the next day that you have anxiety about writing it out on paper like sometimes I get anxiety of having too much on my plate if you write out what you have to do the next day Mm -hmm. it's you're letting go of it and it's not just stuck in your head yeah it's you're getting it out and you go okay I like this is real it's not just in my head like I can see it now I can understand it and it's not you just trying to like work it out in your head if you put it on paper it's Mm -hmm. like you're thinking about it from a different way almost every time I've done that I've been able to fall asleep when yeah like I just kept because I feel like it's going to go away if I don't write it out and I just have to keep replaying it over and over again. Yeah. And kind of with your walking thing also, I'd say um, 
having exercise is yeah, a huge so way to Yeah, and this is kind of getting go. into, like, the, like, how we cope with, um, how we cope with yeah, the, these cope. anxieties. Um, my thing... Ominous sneeze. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't want to, like, sneeze on the this podcast because it's going to be, like, a fat explosion in everybody's earbuds or something. <laughs> so... Nice little giggle. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, rub my nose to, like, make it go make away. Make it go away, yeah. So, so like, it's, like, dust or something. <laughs> Well, bless like, you in advance. Well, there's, like, there's, like, paint right there. Yeah, that could be it. My thing for that helped me through high school was running. I would just, whenever I was stressed out, just go on a run. And it takes your mind off it so much. And also, there's a lot of research behind, like, having the endorphins. and Yeah, so when you when you exercise, you release dopamine. Um, and you get like a, like a little dopamine rush and dopamine's runner's high. Yeah. Um, I get like runner's death, um, (laughs) because my lungs like feel like they explode in my chest. I love that. But like for me, I, I go on walks or I do, I like lift or something like that. And like that feels good, but you release the dopamine and dopamine's the, the happy neurotransmitter. And so it makes you feel good. And so exercising always helps and even with other people like um like I know right now not everyone can exercise with someone else but like Darren and I when we couldn't be together to do our workout the other day we just FaceTimed mm-hmm. and did it on FaceTime yeah FaceTime workouts but yeah no exercising is really good for anxiety exactly and I would do that almost every day until a point where instead of spending the time thinking I was spending the time running and just transferring that energy to a different place. Yeah. It helps a lot. Yeah, and, like, and it helps, too. Like, if you're angry, um, you can get some of that, like, aggression out physically. And you feel, like, so much more relieved. Yeah. Um, and so the some of the other, like, coping mechanisms or things that you can do to help with your anxiety that I know that I've done is I have, um, you, like, I try to get it out like creatively like I do art or something because that make for me that puts me in like a calm like happy place as long as I'm not getting to a point where I'm like stressing out if I'm doing it for the fun of it not for like a project because if I do it for a project that's going to put me in like a stressful situation and it might trigger anxiety but um like having like a creative outlet just for the sake of it or even um like just being around other people but something else that you can do for for like your anxiety and stuff is just I don't know for me I just try to like put myself in a different perspective um and that kind of helps I try to like retrain my thoughts to think of things differently and think of things from like a different perspective so for me I if I start feeling like that I have to remind myself why am I giving my energy to this thing that makes me feel like so bad when I would much rather be happy why am I not putting my energy into into being happy because I deserve the happiness and and I feel like everyone needs to I feel like everyone should hopefully come to a place like that where they come to that place of acceptance and understanding that you deserve to be happy and so when I get into that place of, like, anxiety or, or, or deep stress, I have to remind myself, why am I giving myself, why am I letting myself give this energy to this? 
when it makes me feel so bad, like, I would much rather be happy mm-hmm. and and put my energy in towards that. And so, for me, like, I do that. And, like, I, I ride horses. And actually, horses are really great for, like, trauma because horses have more um, mirror neurons, which are the neurons that help you um, have empathy and sympathy for other people because they match the other person's emotions. Um, horses have more than humans, and so horses are actually really great for therapy because they they can understand basically how you're feeling. So, like, if I'm in a really bad, like, state, like, I know dude, the horse I ride, he gets, like, super cuddly and just is super sweet and just wants to be right next to me if I'm in a bad mood, and it's so insane to know that he, he knows that. And so, it's just, like, I, I put myself around horses and that helps too, because I know that's, like, something that will help with it. Like, there's a lot of, like, a lot of research behind horses and therapy. And I just want to say, like, the things like exercise and stuff like that were kind of the things that I did daily, but also I needed to change my mindset completely, which took months and months, but... Yeah, it takes a long time, but it's, it's worth it in the end. Yeah, and you just have to... A lot of times, you know what it is that's giving you anxiety, like, mm-hmm. or sometimes, in my case, it was. I knew that I was self-deprecating, and I was just, like, I was putting myself down so much, mm-hmm. and it was realizing that that was affecting my life, like, affecting me doing better things, affecting, like, me making decisions, and people were getting mad at me for not making decisions, so, yeah. and that was part, that's almost what changed it, because I cared about making them happy, I'm like, shoot, well, now it's just, like, backfiring, <laughs> <laughs> but it was changing my mindset, and it's, like I said, it's a constant work, but talking through people who have felt the same way, and people who've gone out of that, and learned to make decisions themselves, and just, yeah, I think talking with people who have felt yeah. the same way and realizing that you're not the only person that feels that way, that we're kind of all in this we're, together. We all feel this. We all <laughs> like, feel this everyone and, feels this. Yeah, and I think it just helps all if you're honest self. And, like, yeah. next time my friend asks me where I want to go to eat, I'll just tell them where I want to go to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um. So something else that I want to touch on, like, just a little bit is therapy there are some people see it as like you like I know this is how like my dad will see it is that it's for people who have yeah it's a weakness and it's for people who like absolutely need it and who have like my hip just cracked who have a disorder like an anxiety disorder or depression that is diagnosed like therapy is not just for people who have that like it is absolutely wonderful for the people who do like you know I did But you don't have to, you know, basically, like, there's no qualification for seeing a therapist. Like, you could see a therapist at any point in your life for anything, and it is so wonderful because it is so nice, and this is how I see it, is to have someone outside of your bubble who you can talk to, who can see things from a non-biased perspective, and give you advice on how you can handle that, and you're not being judged. So for me, um, talking about my anxieties and things like that is what's the biggest thing for me is is knowing that and feeling that I'm not going to be judged by this person so I can open up so it's on that note it's really important to find a therapist that you feel 
like you trust and that you can talk to about anything because with like let's say Darian or like you know some of my other friends I or any of my friends really like I feel like I can talk to them about anything and I don't I'm not going to be judged by it or by, by what I say but with some of my family members like there are things I don't talk to them about because I don't want them to see me a different way and so it was really hard to find a therapist but I you have to just keep trying different ones until you find one that you feel that way. Otherwise, it's not going to... You're not going to feel like you're getting anything out of it. Yeah. And I wanted to touch on, with a therapist, the difference between that and, like, a friend is a lot of people don't want to reach out to their friends because they feel like they're putting a weight on their friends that they yeah. don't want to. Nobody, like, you feel like you don't want to be that person that's always being negative or talking about your problems. Yeah. And so... That's what a therapist is there for, and you don't have to have that feeling, like, inside of you. Yeah, and, like, friends on either end. So, if you are the person who, who like, needs to reach out to somebody about something, which is probably every single person listening right now. You've always, like, anybody listening right now has probably been at a place where they felt like they are stressed out or feeling anxious about something and they need to talk to someone about it and just either get it off their chest or get some insight or something like that. Um, but you don't want to burden any of your friends. Um, if your friends are true friends, they will be there for you to listen and maybe give you some advice if they feel confident in it. Um, so you hopefully should have people in your life if you can't like afford a therapist or something like that, or you just aren't sure about it, or if it's just something that's quick, you know, you hope that your friends will be there for you to listen um, because exactly. they should, mm-hmm. that's what they're, that's what they're there for. They're, your friends are there to support you and be there with you and side by side with you. Yeah. Because you might need them like in this moment, but there's going to be a time where they have they, problems that, and they need you. It's a balance. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is in two, I, there are times where maybe if you're the person who is, you know, being come to by one of your friends, where if they are, it isn't one of those like one time things or something. Um, being there for them and saying, you know, I, I am here for you all the time, but also saying like, there is a point where you don't maybe know what to say and telling them like, you know, maybe seeing a therapist would be a good idea. Like just because you might be able to get some insight that I can't give you because I don't want to give you the wrong advice and -hmm. I don't want to hurt you. Exactly. And I am here to listen, but there is a certain point where you're not, you know, maybe you don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And you can just be that person to listen. But, um, you know, saying, like, you know, going to a therapist, it's, and I just want to make sure everyone understands this, like, it is not a weakness at all. Like, it actually shows so much strength in a person to say that you need help. Like, to, to be able to to say, I need help, and I'm going to get that help because I deserve it, and I deserve to have clarity is so powerful and like so strong and anybody who has recognized that in themselves whether you've acted on it or not like if you've recognized that like like you should be so proud of yourself because that is such an amazing like place to come to yeah yeah I don't know like I just feel really really strongly about that like if anybody tells you that like you know, going to a therapist means that you're weak or that like you're not very strong right now that is absolutely not true you were actually so strong for doing that and um yeah I don't know this is kind of a yeah, side note. I mean some people just feel the need 
or not feel the need, but some people have a deal with things differently and yeah. want to always be perfect. And it's hard for them. They, they feel like they're letting down, like they're, they're like, it's like facing what their problem is and yeah. almost they want to suppress that feeling. It's like facing like But it like will always be there. Your your monster like head first like with like a like a you know fucking like helmet and sword and just like I will slay you like <laughs> like good analogy Kate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like my anxiety is this dragon that is breathing fire and like by going to therapy and confronting my issues and fighting it is like me like slaying the dragon and bringing the head home yeah but um just really quick this is kind of a fun thing that I learned in my psych classes and it's actually really cool and it made me feel a lot better about crying but um some people say that they have good cries and crying is actually really good for you one because if you're crying you are strong because you are letting yourself feel and express your emotions um and that's a really great thing you shouldn't bottle things up if you're crying that's great if you're crying a lot (laughs) Back to the, go see a therapist. You're probably on The Bachelor. You're probably on The Bachelor, yeah. (laughs) But um, crying is actually really good for you because when you cry, um, there's this stress hormone in your brain called cortisol. And when you cry, your tears are actually filled with this hormone. um, And they're actually filled with like cortisol. So when you're crying, you're physically getting this hormone out of your body and you're like physically releasing stress from your body, which is why like, I don't know, like every once in a while, like I have like a really good deep cry and I'm like... I feel amazing. Like, I feel so good. We should just end the podcast with a good cry. End the podcast with a good... Everyone have a... On three, we're all going to have a good cry together. I cannot instantly cry. Oh, my gosh. I can't instantly... The people who can, like, do that in acting praise you. It's like... It's like you're like, I'm stressed. I'm going to cry really quick and get this cortisol out. Like... Yeah. I love how quickly the dynamic of, like, our conversation changed. I love it. Ups and downs. We've... Okay, and then also... Um, Sarah and I, like, the last 15 minutes have been changing the way we've been sitting, and we're, we're both in such, like, awkward positions the last, like, 15 I'm, minutes. I'm, like, squatting. Like, well, because we're on the floor, so we're actually at my house right now. First time we're recording in my house, but. Changing it up. Changing it up, yeah. I know, you're, like, literally, like, on your toes. <laughs> like, squatting. Yeah. I don't know. I just like ending everything with, like, a positive. On a good a, note. A good note. Like. Back to that. You're yeah. gonna kill the rest of your day. Like, just don't let this affect you don't yeah. let like that thing affect you because you're that, stronger yeah. it's your mindset you exactly. can change your mindset and that's you like, are in control of that's a huge think. note and you can definitely change your mindset I had to it took a lot of work and I just want to say that if anybody is in a place where they feel like they would like to change their mindset about just if, if you just how you see one thing or if you want to change your mindset just as a whole um I, you are more than welcome to reach out to me and to talk about that. Um, I just want to like let everybody know that because I, it is something I feel very passionate about and that I would love for everyone to come to a place where they can, they can do that. And, and you have, you feel that you have the power to do that because everyone does, but you have to know that you do. And so if you need help with that or you, you just, you know, want to talk about it or, or learn more about like my experience with that, like feel free to reach out to me because I am, I'm down. So, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a good place to end on. So. Yeah. Um, we'll have a good rest of your day, guys. We're going to go get lunch, and I'm really excited. <laughs> Our favorite restaurant. Everyone that's local, go support Asian Kitchen. Go support Asian Kitchen. Um, they are not sponsoring us. Um, we're just... But we love them. I live just a shout all out. through high school. 
My yeah. favorite. Best pad thai. Best pad thai. Um, yeah. So, best pad thai. We're going to go get some. <laughs> and you guys have a great day. And look out for the next episode next Thursday. Bye.